Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Everywhere you look, there are opportunities for your kids. Um, They can do this, that, and the other thing at school, at church, in the neighborhood, in the soccer league. Oh, kids today seem overscheduled and exhausted far too often. And that develops a mindset that they have to constantly perform to be accepted. And it's really important for us to help our children set healthy boundaries and learn the importance of rest. That's what we're talking about today on the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting and youth department here. And today we're going to hear from author Terry Lynn Underwood, who talked with Jim Daly and me about how she struggled with a performance-based identity during her formative years. You talked about praying for your child, Cassidy, for Mm -hmm. her identity. Yes. That really caught me. Why was that the thing? I struggled, as I think most young girls do, in lots of different ways with where I fit in. I just felt, I've always felt that need to perform. I don't think my parents necessarily put that on me. I think that some of that's just personality and wiring. And birth order does have an impact. Yeah. And so this idea of my identity so much, I realized as the longer I was in the word, I realized how much I had allowed my identity to be shaped by what I had done instead of who God says I am. And I looked around at all the students that we had ministered to over the years and their moms and my friends, and I thought, this is real. This is all women deal well, with and, this. Well, and I think the reason I wanted to, to kind of drill down on that is it, it is so much the plight of women, identity. I mean, it can be physical identity, emotional identity, spiritual identity, mm-hmm. all yes. of it wrapped into one. Um, you also mentioned that we can teach our daughters to live with a heart wholly devoted to God. I mean, I think as a parent of two boys, that is my objective. How do I move them in such a way um, maybe that's not even the right way to say it, but, uh, you know, help them in that journey, in that walk with the Lord to make sure that the Lord's the most important thing in their lives. H- how do you do that as a mother of daughters? I think the biggest thing I've learned about, especially about heart, that finding their identity and then finding their heart for Christ is our kids see how we live when nobody's around. That's convicting. Yeah. <laughs> and encouraging. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's uh, the most terrifying thing to me is the idea that Cassidy has observed so much that I'm not even aware that she's observed. Terry Lynn, let me ask you this question um, for the moms who are struggling in that place. I don't think the goal is to be perfect. I mean, I think the Lord wants us to teach our kids that we're actually not perfect, right. that we do make mistakes, that we are sinners. Saved by grace. That's the message of the gospel. Yes. But we don't want to overdo that. We don't want to be so imperfect that we're not a good example to them. Right. So how do you how do you find that balance and how do you communicate to Cassidy, if I could get personal? Yeah. How do you strike that balance and say, Honey, I, I'm sorry? I go back a lot of times to when Nathan confronted David. You know, and David was so offended by the idea that someone would be so clearly wrong. And then Nathan said, but that's you. Mm. And I think in my heart, I know God saying, that's you. Mm, and right. I feel that 
weight of that. And when that happens, there's nothing in me that can resist that. I think that irresistible grace that God gives me just propels me to feel like I have to say right now that I'm sorry. And I'm probably going to do it again. Like I'm probably going to make that same mistake again. I'm probably going to lose my cool. I'm probably going to say something I shouldn't have. I'm probably going to, you know, just be unkind and thoughtless. Welcome to parenthood. But I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wrong. And not just, I don't know, I think that part of that also is not saying, which I think we do a lot as parents, well, you know, I'm really sorry that I said that, but if you had just done what I told you, to, you know, but not shifting the blame, mm-hmm. you know, and just owning our own, our own sinful hearts gives our children then permission to be sinners who receive grace. Well, Danny, it seems like this is a a pretty common topic for us to tackle on this podcast. Busy schedules, giving our kids the message that they have to perform. Talk about how we can avoid feeding that performance-based identity and just how we love our kids for who they are. Yeah, it's really hard not to, John. I'll I'll be the first to say most parents are are really well-meaning in getting their kids involved in as many things as possible to explore what they're interested in, to become good at what they're wanting to do. Yet in that, we begin to feed this monster of performance-based self-identity. And, and that is, is formed by them just getting the praise for what they're involved in and how they're performing at that. And what we can do as parents is, is limit the amount of activities that our kids sign up for. Help them learn how to say no and focus in on what they're becoming interested in and and give them little tastes at a time. Some parents feel like, okay, we're going to do baseball and then we're going to do basketball and football and lacrosse all in the same year. And it begins to overwhelm the family. And I hear some parents say, yeah, I feel like a complete Uber driver going from this to that. And then kids are trying to do homework in between. And uh, it, it, it creates a relentless pace that creates disconnection in the home. Really focus in on controlling and controlling the schedule, taking yeah, control not the of child, the schedule. But the yeah, schedule. Yeah. The schedule. What you're doing is you're putting structure to what you're going to be involved in. It's not bad to be involved in things, but creating pieces of places of margin for the family to have connectedness. That. You have to weigh the cost. There's there's always a cost for something you're signing up for, mm-hmm. not only financially, but time and effort and yeah. time with the family. So talk about that with your kids. What is this going to cost us? And they, they'll go straight to money. And you go, actually, time, time together, family time, rest. Opportunity costs. Opportunity, yeah. right. Yeah. And so help them take inventory of that and then say, hey, does it make sense to do this and that? So think it through with your kids. Help them process the way you're evaluating opportunities, yeah. and, and then be selective. I knew one poor mom who drove literally 100 miles every day, and she only wow. had two kids. Wow. But she was this and that and the other, and it was crazy. I yeah. thought, man, that's a lot of miles to rack up. Mm-hmm. My wife had an opposite perspective. It was sort of like, you can do one thing, and you better be able to walk there, because I'm not taking you all over creation. <laughs> when you have six kids, yeah. you kind of have to manage the, the chaos. Well, I remember watching these families that were doing, it was Little League, I think it was fifth grade, 
and there were traveling teams, and they they, they had they had the buses yeah. going around. It was a high cost to the family, and you could see the stress levels on some of those and, in some of those families and the parents. And don't the stats show that most kids who do that intense level of sports generally don't keep it up once they're older? And they're burned out. Yeah, they do. They do, John, and it, it at a high cost as well. Yeah. So when my son, when he asked me one time, John, I'll just say this real quickly. Yeah. My son had said, "Hey, what do you think about year-round basketball?" And we talked about the cost. Here's what it's going to be. This is what it's going to mean. And you're a very relational guy. And we yeah. want, and you have a sister, and we have this. We did all the ands on top of that. Does it make sense to you? And, and, but we wanted to honor the request. And so I help your kids know that they can request something, and, but their, their identity is not wrapped up on whether they do it or not and whether they perform well or not. Yeah, yeah. And if it's a real gift there will be an opportunity somewhere along the way for them to develop that. Well, Terry Lynn Underwood has a great book for anyone with daughters or granddaughters, especially addressing some of these issues that we've talked about today. It's called Praying for Girls, Asking God for the Things They Need Most. Uh, Order your copy today from Focus on the Family. In fact, if you can make a generous donation, either a monthly gift or a one-time gift of any amount to the ministry today, We'll send a copy of that book to you as our thank you gift for joining the uh, support team and partnering with us to help build stronger families and to help your family thrive in Christ. Uh, we're listener-supported. Donate as you can, and we'll send that book, Praying for Girls. Uh, call 800, the letter A in the word family, or you can visit the episode notes for more details. And then we do have Danny's book as well. It offers some foundational advice for parenting kids of any age, it's called The Seven Traits of Effective Parenting, and you can support this ministry by ordering a copy directly from Focus on the Family. The link is in the episode notes. Well, next time we'll hear more from Terry Lynn as she offers advice for parents who are anxious about their children's future. Uh, for now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 